We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 252 On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news And then we'll be talking about uh, We'll be jumping back a little bit here And talking about the second season finale, fall finale of uh, The Blacklist And then... Uh, a few recent episodes of Gotham, Elementary, Grimm, and Constantine. And then we'll also be looking ahead a little bit here and doing a preview of the seventh season of The Mentalist, which starts up next Sunday. And after that, we've got a few uh, TV recommendations and a little bit of listener feedback. And uh, as always, you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 252. I'm Jason the TV Holic from TVholic.com, and this week I have joining me Americ from TVEquals.com and Happy Cool YouTube website, and Kyle Nolan from NoReruns.net. Thank you uh, both for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. And Americ, was that a question? Were you not sure if you were from the Happy Cool website? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, what do I say? Is it TV equals? Am I, is it Happy Cool? It's, it's, a, it's a confusing time. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Uh, I'm excited. I got stuff to say. Speaking of The Mentalist, if you like The Mentalist, uh, America reviews all of those out uh, with the Happy Cool among, yeah. other, among other things. Among other things, but yeah. <laughs> this is my bread and butter, indeed. All right. With that, we'll uh, jump into the news. Uh, first up, uh, a bunch of stuff uh, from uh, ABC and former ABC things, and not going to be ABC things. <laughs> ABC is canceled members only, uh, which was going to be a mid-season show, apparently. Uh, another one of those ordered direct-a-series that uh, that term means nothing. <laughs> it's now been uh, canceled without ever even filming an episode, so uh, that's gone. Uh, poor John Stamos. He'll have to uh, keep doing those yogurt commercials. <laughs> but then uh, sort of on the uh, good news front, because uh, I like... Uh, Christella so far. Uh, Christella's been picked up for a full season, uh, so that'll that'll continue on Friday nights. And then if you were liking Selfie, uh, the, uh, the, the remaining six episodes of the 13 that they filmed will show up as of, uh, I, I guess as of tonight, as we're recording this, uh, Tuesday, November 25th, and then a new one each week uh, will show up on Hulu, Hulu Plus, and ABC.com over the next six weeks so you can at least watch the, the I'll be hunting I'll be hunting those down I just wish they showed on real TV because I'm not really a streaming person I like to watch it uh, yeah, it's like if you're gonna do that why not just stick them on demand or you know well, or something really, really the, I mean I mean you you guys I'm assuming have something like Apple TV or Chromecast or something like that right I do, but I I think I've used them maybe like twice each. I don't really use them. Really? Like, I, I don't think cool because the problem with Hulu was you had to pay for the Hulu Plus to watch on the on those like on your phone or on that yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. And I, I already have plenty I can watch on the cable subscription. I don't need to subscribe to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or any of those things. I have way too much. You, you need to go with the Hulu, man. I, I know what to get you for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I just have my uh, my computer sits close enough to my TV that I just have the I have the flat screen set up as a second monitor. So, got it. I just flip it over to the other monitor and play any of the internet stuff off of that. And no, I, I yeah, I, I do agree that um, definitely mainstream America is not going to be catching up with all these shows, um, especially because they they don't even have you know a monitor that they can hook up with or they don't have the Apple TV and the Chromecast. So a lot of these shows. You know, this is just for the diehard fans that at least get to watch something, and they're, they're at least trying to get some of their money back, uh, especially with selfie. But it, Jason, you said something that really shocked me. You like Cristela? Yeah, I like, I'm actually I, I'm actually surprised too that I liked it. But then I I like those. Uh, I mean, I'm I like those type of comedies when they're actually funny. I think she's funny. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I hated the pilot, but somehow I just have been really enjoying this show, and I can't explain why. It ju- it feels like a like a classic. It's an old sitcom. Yeah, it's it's an old school, old style sitcom. But mm-hmm. I think that it actually provides some laughs mm. with within the format, and uh, you know, it's it's not like it's at the top of my list, but you know, I've been watching it and. Uh, and liking it. It, it, it completely different than as like Mulaney, where Mulaney is funny, but not on his show. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like if you want to see some funny stuff, like search out his actual stand-up stuff. Oh yeah, he's that's hilarious. funny. He's but hilarious. on the show, other than maybe the small little clips that they do of him giving, you know, doing a a little stand-up, you know. The warm up before the fake show within the show, mm. uh, you know he's not that. You know that show's not funny. Yeah, yeah, it's not. You know, it's not great. But uh, I think they do some. I think they do some uh, funny stuff within, you know, within that format. And uh, I don't know. It's just uh, kind of an enjoyable. Usually, get around to watch it sometime on, you know, Saturday or something. Yeah, and, uh, I, I I never could get past the 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 pilot so <laughs> well, i'm, I'm kind of stuck yeah. on this one but you know what i'll give it a shot if you say that it's like old school funny yeah I'll i give think it they a do shot. i think they do a pretty good job although they i think they it, it also it does play a little bit weird for the first few episodes because i think they played them out of order mm-hmm. so uh some <laughs> of some of the things where it seems like they shouldn't quite know each other that well yet or something <laughs> or that shouldn't be is like happening uh, a little too quickly or something but i don't know i think uh, it's not you know it's not the sort of like groan inducing uh you know comedy of like two broke girls or yes it's or not tr- it's not and, crass and trashy it, like sort of, I, it almost really fits with the uh, you know sort of like last man standing and mm-hmm. that old sort of TGIF-ish mm-hmm. uh, family comedy, uh, you know, type of stuff. Uh, I think that, you know, the dynamic with the, the two sisters and then, uh, you know, them and the mother, their mother and stuff like that, it's 
I don't know. I I laugh at least a couple times an episode, and you know these days, if if you laugh in if you laugh at a comedy, <laughs> you, you, you got to just keep watching that because yeah. that doesn't happen all the time. So so it's interesting that they um, decided to even cancel members only, which which you know there are two issues there. One, why even announce a show? If fundamental, you're never going to air it, and you're not even not even you're saying we're going to do this. Advertisers, you want to buy some of our ads? You know, I'm like, no, no. If you're going to do it, do it. And then, second of all, clearly, you don't have a really good strategy in terms of what kind of shows is going to really work for them. Yeah, the the but just uh, from all networks this year, the number of shows that were originally picked up as straight to series which were thir- you know 13 episode at least you know 10 to 13 episode orders or something like that you know the hieroglyphs the what else there's been like four or five of them that were all picked up by Fox or somebody else to straight to series and they've all been canceled before uh you know even uh, you know or there was uh NBC had that the mini series uh, yeah. that they canceled uh um I'm blanking on the title of it, but uh, but yeah, you know, so they've everybody's had like something that they've picked up, and then over the months have been like, you know, this is just really not working out. Was it the you Wizard of Oz one? It was like Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, it was something like that. It was a uh, one of those. Uh, uh, they, yeah, but they had the they had Emerald the giant, City. Emerald yeah, City. Emerald City. Yeah. They had the giant yeah. uh, double decker buses covered with it during Comic Con, and then canceled it shortly thereafter. Yeah, but you, it makes you wonder. Then what's the point of it all, right? Like we have, you're you're trying to build anticipation for a show that's essentially never going to air. You're wasting money marketing a show that's never going to air. You're hiring these people, everybody. I mean, I, I feel, yeah. I guess most people don't really care, but I guess if you're in the industry, you're like, do I even want to cover this? Yeah. Well, anymore? I kind of wonder about some of these, some of these things when they they pick them up or whatever. And then it's like, what happens? You would think that they had some sort of excitement about the project to have given it, you know, not just, oh, we'll do a pilot. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to actually, uh, you know, once we get this going, we're we're going to, you know, film 13 episodes, which shows you what happens in the industry that no matter what they say, there's nothing's guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, uh, for sure. There's nothing guaranteed, and I think it's it's just a, an overall problem uh, with the industry overall in terms of how you select shows. I know Fox was trying some new stuff and picking up series and paint and saying we're going to do the entire season, whatever happens, and then Kevin Riley gets fired. <laughs> so I, I think I think the industry doesn't know how to pick its shows anymore especially in the era of netflix that's literally eating their lunch in in more ways than one they just don't know how to do it but they're but like netflix is actually the ones like you don't hear of uh you only hear of things that they've picked up and they're going to film actual episodes of you never hear about like oh they're gonna do this show oh we're not gonna do this show you only yeah. you like, yeah. and so they Netflix actually does like the full season model. Like we're gonna pick it up for, you know, ten, twelve, thirteen episodes, and we're gonna shoot this, uh, and you know if it does, if it you know if our internal show it shows well, then we'll give it another season. If it doesn't, then we won't make any more of it. 
Plus, you don't have to worry about them canceling it before you see all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> they're all there at once. I know. And that probably makes, I mean, it makes me want to watch it more because I'm like, oh, I know whatever happens, I'm going to get the first season. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of first seasons, uh, <laughs> NBC is going to cap uh, Constantine at its original 13 episode order for season one. And. Apparently, it's still – it's not like uh, the the A to Z and the Bad Judge uh, being capped at 13 and running out their episodes. This one at present still has a shot of being renewed for a second season. Uh, so so they say. Yeah. I, well, but, I but I have to say, though, they didn't say that with the other ones. And so for that to actually get said, I think there is maybe a little something to it. The the idea being is that because it start they because they started it so late, they've only had like a handful of episodes to really see what it's going to do, and on the other side of things, uh, they so it's like not enough to say oh well we're not we're going to cancel it, but not enough to decide you want to actually throw another nine episodes behind it, and then also NBC is the one while they. <laughs> They have like a gazillion things sitting in the wings for mid-season. They need to put them, you know, if they're going to actually air them, they need to air them somewhere. So I suppose some of those will, sh- you know, show up. Uh, something will show up here at the end of this run before like Hannibal returns yeah. toward in the spring. I mean, I was honestly, I actually like Constantine. I I, I liked I liked the comic book. I liked the the, the whole character and everything, and I was in. I was actually very excited, right? Especially after the first episode, I was like, okay, great. And then they changed the actress. And I go, all right, okay, it's okay. I still believe in it. I still believe in it. And I'm watching this and I'm like, I want to love it. You know, it's like going on a, on a couple of dates and you're like, I want to I wanna be happy. I want to I wanna make this work. But you're like, damn it, it's not working. I'm not loving this. It's just okay, you know. So I don't know. I don't even know if they deserve a second season. I mean, they might get it and they might do better but i don't know it really depends i think i mean it did have a slight tick up in the in last week's episode uh, viewer wise and it does sim it does relatively well uh, dvr wise but you know it's you know 73 percent increase is sounds really good except that you're starting with like three million <laughs> viewers to begin with so it's really not a huge it's not that's not really a huge increase but i guess it's putting it up over 5 million with dvr but it's also i guess they'll you know it's one of those that i think if it stays around the same place where it is or maybe it continues to maybe tick up a little bit that uh, they you know by the time they run out the 13 episodes and then they try some of these other mid-season shows that they have if one of those does better then you're probably not going to see a second season of constantine if one of those completely tanks, then maybe you will see because you know even something sort of low, but with the, you know a known quantity is sometimes yeah. better than yeah. uh, you know do it you know just going completely and needing to film another you know like two or three shows. Uh, so I don't know. I think there's still the possibility, but yeah, I've I've been watching it too, and I'm not. Uh, I don't know if I would have you know if three episodes in four episodes in with the previous direction they were going if i would have been in the same place you know or what have you but uh overall i'm just not uh 
I mean, although I was never really drawn in by like supernatural and it's a very similar Oh yeah. You know, style yeah. of show. So Oh yeah. No, this is like the poor man's supernatural. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear cuz supernatural has the formula down. These yeah, and guys it, yeah, and it's not. and it's been doing yeah. it for so long that it has, you know, it can yeah. it can really play with itself that sort of uh yeah. like it did with the I guess with the 200th episode. Yeah. And uh but yeah, there's uh I don't know. I I'm sort of in that same place. You're like uh you're you're sort of watching it cuz there's nothing better on Friday. <laughs> you know, like, like believe me, I could I already have way too many shows. Yeah, I know. I, Sometimes I, I wonder I, why am I still watching show X? Like why haven't I just quit? You're, it's sort of you're trying to you're like all these comic book shows support the comic book shows so we get more comic book shows but then you're just like but if it's not good I'm pretty yeah. I'm just like yeah uh, let's let's support okay change of plans support good comic book shows <laughs> not all comic book shows <laughs> all right and on the uh, to change uh, change it up a little bit on the good news front. At least for me, uh, I don't know about uh, either of you, but I really like Longmire, so I was happy when Netflix uh, picked it up for a fourth season. And if you like Unbreakable, you like what you've heard about Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt from Tina Fey, uh, the idea that it's not going to be a mid-season comedy on <laughs> on NBC, but actually two seasons of comedy on Netflix uh, is is a good idea because you are likely going to get like. A quick death. <laughs> That's what's oh, happened to a lot of uh, summer burnoffs or yeah. something. <laughs> or you know, yeah, or it gets paired with uh, you know one of the summer comedies that they have or something. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, mid you know, well, comedy and NBC has not exactly been the greatest <laughs> pairing mm-hmm. uh, of of recent uh, recent years. But mid season comedy, especially, and NBC is not. That's actually where. <laughs> NBC has actually had some of their best comedies premiere at mid-season, but by the time they premiere them, they, like, burn them off, like, two episodes apiece in, like, three weeks or something, or and uh, and they're just here and gone, and you're like, but that was really good. You never gave anybody a chance to actually find it. And so that was a likely scenario. For <laughs> maybe not quite as much because it was... Tina Fey was behind it, yeah. uh, you know, with NBC, but still... Really, for me, I'm I'm most happy about uh, the Longmire renewal or or pickup for for that to continue yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Netflix is really uh, playing a smart game of just waiting for those very niche audiences, niche shows like Longmire that has like really a fanatic uh, following that's just that was just crushed when they 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 realized that it wasn't coming back and they were like look we are looking to get audiences anywhere we can and if we can if we need to get it one show at a time it beats all the marketing they can ever do to try to get new subscribers right if you say if you're a netflix if you're a longmire fan then and you are not a netflix user you're you bet your butt that they're going to buy Longmire if they absolutely can. So or, yeah, or even if you if you've heard about the show or you've you've come across it or uh, you know maybe you've watched you've watched it on DVD or something, and then you're like, oh, there's another season, but you can only get it on Netflix, yeah. <laughs> you know, or at least for 
some period of time before they may put it out on you know DVD or Blu-ray. But that's uh, I think I think it's interesting. I think it's also interesting for Netflix because it sort of pumps up the hey we have this show you know all the previous seasons on our service and now we also have a whole nother season that you can only get on on the service and and uh, if you weren't happy at ending in a big cliffhanger then we'll solve that for you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that one did i only watched half of the first season before i quit but well they had uh they had they had something that it sort of it sort of had an ending that sort of closed off the major I mean, it could, you could see it as closing off the major story arc that's been going over the three seasons of who killed Walt's wife. And so they, they kind of close that off, even though they can jump off from there. But then they also had the very ending ending where you have the fade to black gunshot and uh, of where there were two other characters out, you know, like hunting and you, you're not supposed to. You don't know, or they weren't hunting, they were like skeet shooting or whatever they were doing, but you're not <laughs> sure whether they just shot at another one or they shot at each other, you know, or, you know, what exactly happens. And so they did have a cliffhanger, but it wasn't, it wasn't like they did with uh, uh, the previous one on A&E. Why can I never the think glades. of the, yeah, the, the glades. glades? I can never think of the I, name of that show, <laughs> uh, but with the glades where you leave the... Not just some character, but the, the lead character, character bleeding out <laughs> on, the, on the floor of his newly purchased home. And then you fade to black, and then you cancel the show. I just want Netflix to pick up a show that I actually watch. They've yet to do that. <laughs> like, they don't save anything I watch. It's all these dramas that I don't that I quit usually during the first season. Yeah, but drama sells, man. Although Arrested Development is an exception, but uh, I said drama, I feel like sells more than anything else. Yeah, but that's uh, one that didn't need rescuing. <laughs> like these other ones no, that no. without without being uh, resolved. Like there was no open open question. They left an open question in their season, which was annoying of I Arrested know. Development. But. I but yeah, I think I think it's kind of an interesting thing where you know not everything gets saved, but more things seem to get saved by, you know, a Netflix or, or now, or, or even, you know, like a, a Yahoo trying to get into, uh, you know, the streaming video, you know, side of things and, or TBS. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's always been the cable potential of things, but now there's this extra element, uh, that that's out there that, uh, when, you know, they can't really, because really, I thought, uh, you know, Longmire would have been, I thought, like a good thing to like get picked up by like AMC, mm -hmm. you know, a high quality drama. They could have played it on like Saturday, Saturday evenings when they're not playing Hell on Wheels because mm -hmm. it's still in that sort of Western sort of format, which is what's really worked for them, pairing it with the, you know, the Western movies that they play on Saturday afternoons. And I thought that would have been a good spot, but uh I'll take I'll take more on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, lastly, speaking of things that were uh, picked up by TBS uh, that were canceled by on other networks, TBS has renewed American Dad for a 12th season and uh, while canceling Sullivan and Son after three. 
which is why that even made three seasons. I, I never even made it through the pilot. I was shocked that it hadn't already been canceled. I didn't realize it was still going. God, that was not a good show. Yeah, that was that was sort of the old school comedy, but in the grown worthy <laughs> yeah. type of uh, jokes and things that they were making. It was so, it was so old terrible. school meeting stale, yeah. rather than throwback. Yeah. You know, I, and you know, American Dad is actually one of those shows that, you know, I it's it, I have they they fall under that category of shows that I just keep watching and keep watching, and then one day I realize, wait a minute, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not it's not really working for me. There's something that's missing. I'm gonna stop watching this, and that's that's kind of how it happened with it. You know, NCIS was the same for me. Eventually, I just stopped like that, but. Yeah, American Dad. It's just, I, it's not funny. It's is it I, different TBS? Did you guys watch it? No, I've, I've never really watched. It. I've never been a huge fan of those, you know, of uh, a Family Guy or or any of those shows that have sort of spun off out of that. I don't, I don't know. They, uh, I don't know. The type of humor just doesn't, <laughs> for whatever reason, like with the, even though they're, you can sort of get away with it a little better <laughs> with animated characters than you could with live action characters. I don't know. There's just some of it. I've always said that uh, I don't want to like feel bad at what I'm laughing at, like because I get the joke and I see why it's funny, but I also am like that's really terrible. But they're exploiting <laughs> people. But yeah, you know, it's like, and I was like, I want to laugh at something and feel good about it. <laughs> like, that I'm laughing, not. You're asking too much. You're being unreasonable. <laughs> I I'm asking too much for my comedy. <laughs> Yes. To just feel, be funny and make me feel good. I mean, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? I haven't seen the last few seasons of American Dad, but I did watch when they aired like three episodes on Fox before it moved over to TBS, and I thought it was still decent. Like, I haven't seen it any of the actual TBS episodes, so I don't know if it changed. But I, it's one that I I got so far behind, I said, oh, I'll just catch up on, on DVD when they release them, and then I haven't watched the last three seasons, so... Because <laughs> I got so far behind. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess technically this could be the 11th season, or I'm not sure exactly how they're uh, uh, they're putting the those episodes that aired on Fox with the episodes that they had, but it moved over to the other. Uh, if that's all going to end up like on a DVD as one season, or... But at any rate, there will be more episodes after this set of episodes coming to TBS. Yay! <laughs> All right. That'll do it uh, for the news. Uh, some good, some bad, some that makes you scratch your head. <laughs> <laughs> the, both the, On both good and bad side. Uh, and uh, we'll move on to the primetime segment. Uh, first up... Uh, as I've mentioned, uh, jump back a, a week or so here and talk about uh, The Blacklist, Season 2, Episode 8, The Decemberist, uh, the fall finale, uh, which I actually consider to be a fall finale because, you know, it, it ended long enough that there's a long enough break before it actually comes back. It's not one of these fall finales where it, it's just coming back in like five weeks or something. Uh, but yeah, the blacklist returns uh, after the Super Bowl on uh, February first or second. I can't remember which is the. But at any rate, after the Super Bowl, and then we'll start up on its new night and time the following Thursday. 
taking trying to trying to ri- revive Thursday nights for NBC. Well, we'll start uh, start with you, Eric. What did you think of uh, where we ended up? I, I, I liked it. I mean, I'm I've been I'm I've been a fan of this season of the Blacklist. Um, I have I dropped off in season one. I let them accumulate and was really considering not watching them. And then I and I caught up and I realized that once you're catching up and you can fast forward through the parts where. Uh, Agent Keen is talking. It can really, <laughs> you can really start appreciating the show in a very different way. Can when you tell it, I don't it, like her? When, I don't like her. When the show becomes like twenty minutes long, <laughs> hey, it's an awesome show. You can blast through it in a hurry. Oh so, my god! So the whole thing. So becomes... basically, you've been watching uh, the James Spader monologues. Is what, you've been, <laughs> is what you've been watching. I love James Spader. James Spader is awesome. Everyone else sucks. It's terrible. All, all I can picture is America fast forwarding for, uh, at the beginning, like the opening scene of this episode, where you just hear her screaming, like, "Did you order the code red?" And it's like, "Did you do this?" Like screaming, and it's just like that's how he watches it. She just zooms forward, here's a line, zooms forward, here's a line, and oh my that's- god, <laughs> it's just it's just my level of tolerance of her like varies episode by episode. So every time she's annoying, I just fast forward. I'm like, I can't deal with you right now. This is too much. Well, I think some of it is is that character's just not. I mean, I don't think it's all the necessarily the actress. I think that character's just not written very well sometimes. Because you know she's supposed to. Well, she was in the beginning, you know, sort of just graduating, you know, out of the you know sort of the academy or as a profiler, uh, you know, and sort of new to the job. Sometimes you expect her to be like. Because, you know, Red was, you know, while he has some connection, you also expect that she would be good at her job. But sometimes they write it in that you're just like, that's like the most terrible profile ever (laughs) type of thing. Or some of the stuff that they have her do and you're just like, that's not really the actress's fault. That's the way it was was written really bad. No, I don't even blame the actress one second. I mean, let's look at the storyline, the arc she had this season where she was struggling to keep her secret, which the secret was she didn't kill her former husband because she was interrogating him for whatever reason. We don't really know, you know? Yeah, well, that that, that part of the story really bugged me with the – all of a sudden, like, there was one episode where she was, like, sitting outside a door, and you're like, wait a second. What? Did I miss an episode? That, yeah. <laughs> and then – and then yeah, then it was uh uh you know, she's she goes along and and I was sitting there going, shouldn't the shouldn't that other guy that have been following her around, shouldn't he have figured this out sooner? Oh yeah. Like huh. you know, like cuz she started having, you know, she started switching off with the other lady, but that was after the guy had saved her, you know, and she had actually found out that that guy had actually been following her. And so uh, there was all kinds of things the way they wrote that part of the story. And then to give you all the information at at this episode, like flashing back to like, well, this is what when she's been disappearing all these times, this is what she's been doing. You know, here's it just the- felt like she was wasting her time. I, what was the <laughs> what was she trying to accomplish? Like, I just don't get it. I felt like they were just giving. I mean, she did finally more. get she did finally get some piece of information that helped Red track down. Uh, you know that other guy, 
Uh, but, but, if, but if Tom was working for Red the whole time, why wouldn't, well, that's why the wouldn't Red just like, get the information from him? Like, that was the other thing at the ending was I didn't yeah. quite get like really what the connection was. Like, no, I, no, that wasn't clear. It was, it was BS. Because like, it, made, cause it made no sense. Like if he knew from the get go and that's why he kept telling her not to trust to <laughs> – her husband because he had put her there but then it seemed like why would he why would he have been doing all this thing where he had these photos and he was trying to track down things and that included him it that 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 whole thing doesn't make sense of where exactly did their connection start yeah Uh, i really was also at the end of last season (laughs) he was ready to kill him ready to just shoot him and is is it just that Red was like so smart that he knew that she was gonna say no, don't do it? <laughs> I mean, he's good, but he's not that good. <laughs> and and uh, and then actually not you know say I'll I'll take care of it, and then knew that she actually wasn't going to take care of it. Like how? Uh, well, he's a step ahead. Like how? He's how, just really amazing. Like, like <laughs> that's where I I like a lot of this show. I like. I like the, you know, some of the stuff that they set up, but then some of the way they play out some of these things, I get, you get confused, not in a, not in a a way where, you know, like with a mystery where you're like, you feel like you have an idea of what it could be or something, but confused in that you don't even have enough information to be confused in that way. (laughs) No, no, I I honestly think that the writer wrote, they wrote themselves in a corner, and eventually they do what they always do, which is have James Spader have a monologue sort of to explain it away. And we'll be like, wow, that is so cool. I won't pay attention to the fact that this doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean, look, I, I honestly, I liked it, though, because clearly I was fast forwarding through most of it. But I also like the fact that, um, you know, there is more than just berlin right like there's there's a bigger uh villain behind the villain so to speak yeah. but i i don't know how far they can keep going with that though yeah At some where point, red was like okay we need to talk about who <laughs> who said you know who sent you on my tail because now that i've found out that it's not just uh you that somebody else gave you this bad information that has sent you on my trail for the last few years trying to kill me so much so that I needed to come out of hiding and into the FBI to help track you down. I don't know if this show is going to keep going, man. They were putting so much on one actor to carry this entire show because everyone else is just... Yeah, that, that's the other thing is I wish they would or would have until uh, now actually develop some of the other side characters like... You're supposed to be sad about some of the characters that got killed off at the end of last season, but we never really knew anything about them. Hmm. You know, but there's the there's the one guy that has the drug problem. Do you don't care about him overcoming oh, his drug problem? That <laughs> <laughs> was so silly. Oh my god! It's like oh my god, I'm having pain medication. I, I don't know, but you know, his drug problem almost got him caught and killed in that uh, in that last episode. So maybe he'll start. Uh, really cleaning things up and he's, he's the worst uh, can i just say something as much as i dislike her her character <laughs> i i i hate his character because he's always just pissed off for no reason 
whatsoever. Always like, Red, I can't believe you said that. Or can you like calm the I mean, it's been two seasons. Yeah. You know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> and you tell me you didn't care about Alan Alda either? Like oh, no. I w- that was that was awesome. I did that like was, that was that one was it turned out, you know, to see I mean, that did make it a little more interesting with the killing his character off because now maybe we'll actually find out what that group that he was a part of, uh, you know, why, you know, and what Red really has on them and and what's going to happen with, you know, with that side of things. But again, it's a whole nother thing that's sort of out there that they've just sort of dropped in in like big episodes, you know, and, and then sort of gone away with the... Uh, at, at other times where you're not really sure like why I should care about this. You know, it, it's, it's the whole flashy stuff. They bring back the giant glass box again. You're like, Oh, this is cool. You get to see that box again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you forget about everything else. You're like, this is so cool. I want to see someone blow up in the box. <laughs> well, that, that was, uh, unless you have, you know, a bomb proof <laughs> box that can fit two people. And she's like, well, actually I think it fits four. I know. She, she said, I was like, Oh, we're going to see it again. <laughs> I was all excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, I have to give it up. I have to give it up to them. That was an awesome scene when red was talking to Alan, all character. That was all, that was an awesome scene. Can't, can't fault them for that for sure. Yeah. There's a, while there's some things that are annoying, there's enough stuff that's good and enjoyable. And, and, but yet still within that, that like keeps you coming back like each episode, but still with the hope that, they can tighten it up a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe give you a little more about some of these other characters and then also make the mystery a little more because uh, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the mystery of <laughs> it's a big surprise. Yeah, because you've told us actually like nothing yeah, <laughs> so, I know. Like, just now. You can't possibly figure it out. It's like, it's just like, telling you, just fast forward through her parts. It's like that show will improve. Yeah, it's like we've given you thirty seconds of clues over the <laughs> over the previous seven episodes, and then here's a big reveal, and you're like, "Oh, okay, that's I'm supposed to be su- okay. That's a surprise, but only because I had no idea what it could even possibly be. Red could have figured it out." <laughs> I think uh, I think we've talked about. It. I think he, he has like long ago, and it's been so far ahead. Uh, yeah. Again, I think this is <laughs> this has become another one of those talks about a show that we all like, but we're just like ripping on it. <laughs> I know it's I entertaining, know. but you have to suspend disbelief and just forget half of what you're yeah. you're questioning as you watch it. Well, it's always it, with any show. There's always thing anything that pulls you out of it. And that makes you go, wait a second, that wouldn't happen. You know, not like that wouldn't happen in the real world. That wouldn't happen in what you've come to believe the, <laughs> you know, the show is. Where yeah. it doesn't even make sense within that, you know, and it and you, you start, instead of enjoying the show, you start thinking about other things out ex- external to it. Like, and you're just, uh, and that happens more than it should with a show that could be. It's thoroughly entertaining, but it could be actually a really just good show on top of being entertaining. Yeah, for sure. All right. We'll move on to the uh, next show on the list, which uh, is Elementary. Uh, The last episode that aired is Season 3, Episode 4, Bella. And uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. What are uh, 
What are you thinking of this season of Elementary? I don't understand the question. Could you tell me more? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> I have that in my notes, so I wouldn't forget to say that. I was like, what? Oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. Kyle scripting his jokes for the podcast. I, <laughs> I was hoping I'd get asked first. Uh, uh, but anyway, I, I don't know. Something about this season seems to be off, and I think it's because they're not – like really partners i mean i like the the female character they introduced for his new partner but i don't know just not having them like officially together as as a team it just seems like something's missing and i can't uh it's just not as much like fun i guess as it as it has been in the in past seasons i agree i completely 1000 percent agree I think that there's some there's something amiss. I mean, I still love the characters and the mysteries are so good, but the dynamic is completely off. I it just why would they just put them in conflict seemingly for no reason and then introduce this new character which as much as she's okay, really think about it, does she really serve the story that much or does she just, you know, give them an excuse not to be in the same room together? Well, I think she does that, and she's probably also going to get murdered here at some point, and they're going to have to solve that case. Yeah, right? <laughs> and that'll bring them back together again. But I uh, feel like you don't necessarily need to bring a new, like, recurring character for that. There are other ways of doing this without having – I don't know. It just feels off. I don't know. I did like the, the opening episode when – when uh, you saw, like, how far Joan had come and, like, she had become, like, the go-to for the NYPD for uh, for consulting on cases, plus also, like, her own, uh, you know, cases that she was working on. And uh, and so that, that was that was interesting. And I I think there are there are some interesting things to the story of of, uh, you know, Sherlock sort of having uh, messed things up, but uh, seeing that, you know trying to get back, you know, that sort of similar thing by he thinks that what was really helping out was him like training somebody else, uh, not necessarily, uh, you know, their friendship. But I've also liked some of the moments that they've had, you know, here recently where they've sort of started to bring them back together a little bit and they're not quite as contentious. And uh, but yeah, yeah it still it still causes that little bit of where it's. You know, you don't want a show to continue to be exactly the same because after a while that gets stale too. But then you don't want to really like sort of mess up like the one. It's Sherlock Holmes. It's like you know, Sherlock and Watson. Like that's a thing in, yeah. well, in this that, type of in this show. So, well, as I'm going to bring the Mentalist as an example, and we're going to talk about that later on. Um, the thing I, I learned from that, in the sense that it, they have that two those two partner dynamics and everyone else surrounding them, like with, you know, Lisbon and Jane, I felt that Watson and Sherlock, that relationship, that partner dynamic, you know, you can mess with it from time to time, but you can't break it for an entire season thinking we're going to switch things up because people need an anchor to the show to just say, I'm coming back because I like this, a particular aspect of this. And I feel like that particular anchor, those that relationship has been removed, and I don't have anything that that makes me excited to come and watch it because 
let's be honest, the, the mysteries, as much as they're cool, they're not that freaking original. And uh, Sherlock, as intelligent as he is, it's not that i mean he's just clever but i feel like sean from psych was more intelligent than that you know so uh, you know i feel like they're they're messing too much with the formula and but i'm still in i'm still watching it i'm just not ecstatic well, i think it. that's what's yeah. made this show is sort of set it apart from they you know they went a different direction with you know who the watson character was and and then also having you know sherlock in in new york and not in london uh, and you know, those are some, you know, pretty sizable changes, but they made for what they did with it is they made for an interesting dynamic of, uh, both the overall first season overall story arc of, you know, the mystery type stuff. And then also the growing relationship between the two, mm-hmm. that was what really made the show. And so, yeah, yeah, when you come back at the beginning of the season, of a season and they're apart and you don't really. And while they've sort of come back together and, you know, they've worked with each other on cases and stuff like that. Uh, and, and maybe this last episode was a little less contentious than previous episodes. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll, they'll be working together more, you know, going forward. You're still not quite sure like how long, is this sort of chasm going to take place? Like, when is when are they going to be back and sort of working together? Where it, it, that's sort of the given is that they're going to be working together, not yeah, not yeah. there's there's two bodies. Why not two consulting detectives on this case type? Of yeah, thing. but and I, and I think also it, it was a lot last. I think last two seasons have been a lot on Johnny Lee Miller and um, and to to an extent also Lucy Liu. And maybe the third character is there to just give them breathing room <laughs> so that they're not every time in every scene carrying every single episode from beginning to end. I think it's too much sometimes, you know. But you could still have, like, the, the she could still be his partner, but they go and send off this other person and follow, or just the two of them. I think it's just that they completely separated that mm-hmm. that relationship. Like, yeah. And it's not that I'm, like, a, a shipper and upset upset she has, like, a boyfriend. Like, I never wanted the two of them, like, Sherlock and Holmes, together. It wasn't, it's not that kind of relationship it's just their partnership as like just partners as their job is just like that's missing yeah it's not very elementary (laughs) yeah i I think i'll be uh once we get uh, maybe you know a few more episodes into the season because it did seem like a little bit when she was like sort of upset like you know you've been you're messing around and now you've you've done this on purpose so that my boyfriend would get hired and have to go out of the country uh a lot and she's like or he's like you know I'm I'm good but I'm not like that good <laughs> like <laughs> that, that, that I could have foreseen and set this all up uh you know type of thing and so maybe that there has lessened the contentiousness that they'll be working together more, even though they're not, you know, necessarily living under the same, uh, you know, living under the same roof and stuff. But, uh, I don't know. I'm still enjoying the show, but that, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting, but also feels wrong. 
at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if they have a plan. I'm hoping that there's something, or maybe they're going to bring um, Moriarty or something back. So we'll see. Yeah. What What exactly are they? Because it feels like they're setting something up that there is some sort of. I mean, they've done it in the in previous seasons, so you figure there's. I just haven't quite seen like necessarily what uh, what might be sort of an overall. Uh, but then you know they sort of surprised you with the Moriarty, you know there you felt that there was something bigger going on. Yeah, they got us. But they that really was, did. Yeah. They really had that great twist in the in the first season, and uh, so. But I think it's sort of in that same place. It's like you feel like there's going to be a bigger story arc to this season as well as there has been in past seasons. And you're trying to figure out like, how are these new characters, uh, you know, her boyfriend and the new protege, you know, are, are they figuring into it somehow? Like, is something going to happen to one or both or, uh, is, is one of them a plant, you know, cause it was sort of a, it was sort of a bit of a, a meat cute setup. <laughs> <laughs> of the... I, 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 th- I, I think you're you're having a lot of you're hoping for a lot. Yeah, you're hoping for a lot. Oh, do you do you guys, do either of you watch Sherlock? Yes. Oh my god. Because I'm wondering. I mean, it could be a twist like no. the same Holmes type of twist no. with his wife in this. No way. With her boyfriend. So no way. I, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. You don't think they're they're uh, that. I mean, that's it's not a ridiculous idea. I, I think it's absolutely very likely. But come on. That would be so pathetic. Like literally stealing like one of the awesome, the best twists on TV ever and just incorporating it. No, nah, come on. That'd be really pathetic for them. <laughs> All right. And on that note, we'll move on to Grimm. Season four, episode five, Crylusion. And uh, Americ, we'll uh, start with you on this one. What do you... Uh... What are you thinking of the the fourth season of Grimm so far? Uh, it, you know, it's good. I actually like it. I, I, I Sandra and I have a disagreement on it because she hates trouble. Uh, she like despises her, but I like her. I think she's pretty cool. Um, but I did think that the last like scene um, where Juliet was like, "All right, let's do it." I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa." <laughs> I feel like, hey, like wine and dine me or something. <laughs> Jesus, that was kind of weird, um, but it's okay. What do you guys think? Yeah, I've been really enjoying this season. I like they've done a good job of having this whole gang come come together. I think it's only a matter of time now before Wu becomes one of the one of the gang and finds out the truth. Because I think they can only hold it off for so long. Uh, one thing in this episode, I thought the Adeline stuff was just very odd in, oh, in this episode. <laughs> With her running around this maze, like, dream state thing. I, that, that part I didn't like, but I thought the rest of it was really good with the, um, with everyone trying to, um, 
to figure out what was going on, and then how they brought back that other guy um, who was bringing home his father. Although he seemed pretty quick to throw the urn with his father at these people, like, <laughs> hey, we just got home, let me smash your ashes all over them. <laughs> that was so messed up. <laughs> and yes, that that final scene with Juliet, it, I, I it just seemed out of the blue, like all of a sudden she sees like this burning cross, and that's what changes her mind when she was so adamant uh, against him being a grim. Like, why all of a sudden just like she didn't seem like she was that great of friends with like Monroe and. and oh no! Uh, really? That all of a sudden, I mean, she's friends with them, but all of a sudden, like, just because someone threatened them, like, all of a sudden, she wants him to go back and become a Grim. I don't agree. I, well, I think that, I think that was finally the thing that put it over the top that, like, no matter what, there's, like, no going back on what we know. And so if we're going to live in this world that we know about now, might as well have these abilities instead of not have these abilities. You know, it is... Yeah. It's better for everyone. <laughs> I don't understand why they thought it would be better if they wouldn't, if he didn't have the abilities. Like, wouldn't you rather know that something's going on than That's the wonder? thing is they were, they were hoping that maybe they could, I mean, I could see that being something that you would think about is like, well, maybe we could, and then you just have it like an extreme example of, no, you're in a, as long as, you know, as long as you have these people as friends and you know this type of stuff and you've got trouble living in your house and uh and and every time you see a weird crime you're going to think could it be this but then have no ability except to rely on trouble or some other friend to you know help you figure it out uh i think uh yeah know. no we i mean it was pretty clear that they would never they would always bring it back because <laughs> he's he's the grim i i do i do i did at well, the the doctor scene was in this episode, right? Where they went to see the doctor and everything, and she said that he had something in his optic nerve that's not firing up. Was that in this episode? Because I watched it back to back. Um, I can't. I think that might have been the previous episode. Got it. Okay, so I, I it just made me wonder. It made me think about uh, old school Buffy, when there was like a ton of slayers uh, around. And made me think, hey, maybe there is like a medical reason why him as a Grim can see that. And maybe there's a way to trigger that in other people. So I, I thought it could be a, an interesting plot development later on. Or yeah, um, or, yeah or just, there's somebody, there's people that are sort of genetically disposed to have that uh, ability. And sometimes it... You can trigger it. it. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it triggers and maybe sometimes it doesn't or... Cause, as we saw with the beginning of this series, it wasn't exactly like Nick turned 18 and it triggered his ability or something, or it, he was he was well into uh, before he started actually seeing things. And uh, so, you know, they've never really said exactly what, but they, you know, they, I thought that was interesting that, uh, you know, there's apparently there's some percentage of the population maybe it's genetic because it does seem to run in families you know his mother and aunt and and stuff that uh that there is like this genetic predisposition that uh you have this condition that for whatever reason can you can see you know more things than the average person but uh, right now something is uh the the magic spell has uh put a damper on it here do you guys like trouble? 
I yeah, I don't, I don't, I like her. I don't know what's wrong. I, what? I like the idea of there being sort of a, you know, back, somebody, back somebody that uh, had this ability triggered for quite some time, but has been thought uh, to be, you know. She thought she was crazy. Everybody else thought she was crazy. And for her to have learned that she's not, you know, that she actually has this ability. And and then, you know, for, you know, Nick to sort of be mentoring, uh, you know, another Grimm, even though he's sort of been learning on the fly all this time because he never, you know, he was never uh, mentored into it. Uh, so I, I think uh, that's – and then, you know, they've showed that, like, you know, the guy with his father that died – you know that there's still some out there, you know, some other ones out there that uh, that have this ability and and stuff. And so, but I think I think it's been an interesting uh, story. I I you know I like her and 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 what it sort of brought to the and then it also works with you know since he lost his ability to still have a grim on the show during that period of time. <laughs> Yeah, at least it, that's why you call it Grim. Yeah, instead of and Grimless for Grimless <laughs> for a few. For a it's few like episodes. Grey's Anatomy. We got to keep a gray around just so that <laughs> we can keep the name. Yeah, but yeah, I've I I don't know. I like the show. I I like that as it goes on, it continues to sort of like go deeper into sort of the mythological side of things and and uh, you know into the the world of the 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 Vesson and and Grimm and sort of keeps you know opening that that up more and more where it started as you know here's a here's a cop procedural that has you know, this guy can see you know these other things and then over time it's become much more uh, you know larger story arcs and delving deeper into the those bigger things as it's gone on and uh so I think it's just gotten, you know, it continues to get better, I think. Uh, well, I hope, I wish they could, the, that would be, that that magic could apply for Constantine. <laughs> yes, if, it could, <laughs> if that could rub off a little on the, into the next hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Constantine, which we talked a little bit about uh, back in the news segment, but uh, the last episode that aired was uh, season one, episode five, uh, Dance Vandu, where they... Uh, they ended up what down in New Orleans this time, uh, and uh, and they you know there were a couple more blood stains there by New Orleans, so they're bound to be back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how that map works. If the because show it works, <laughs> because it was like a fresh blood stain, and they're like, oh, it's good that we're starting to see more. Like there seemed to be plenty on that map that well, they could cover. It's, well, it's the blood stains; they're all dried, and when yeah. something's actually going down, it gets it gets moist and becomes. Uh... That's so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that well, I have to say, in the change of from the first to the to the second when they when the guy showed up and he said or he's like here's the map she did a lot of scrying before she left <laughs> you know so we now have this united states map with like a hundred and something drops of blood on it and uh when one you know becomes wet again that's when we know we don't know how far in the future something bad's going to happen we just know these are the spots yeah it was boring I have to say it was boring. I was not. I wasn't particularly um, interested with the the, the quote unquote you know villains, which they weren't really any villains per se. I think it was just 
you yeah. know, bad situ bad situations happening. And like I said, you know, we t- we talked about the fact that it's it's a it's a poor man supernatural, but supernatural has maybe the humor down, or maybe you like the characters better. I mean, so far there's nothing in Constantine that's really like drawing me in and saying, "Oh my God, I really like the character of Constantine." Zed is amazing. All those things would be lies. Uh, so, <laughs> see, uh, I, I I don't hate it, but I don't really love it. Like, I thought this was actually I actually enjoyed this episode more than some of the other ones. I liked how they had like the three different attacks all going on at the same time, and they kept on cutting between them and. And like how they were all split up with the one guy who's constantly dying by the scissor girl, and then the other people with the trying to figure out what to do with the hitchhiker, and him and Papa Midnight uh, doing whatever they were doing with their fire there. But um, yeah, yeah it, like you said, I don't. I'm not really like in love with these characters, or like feel like I need to watch. It's just not there yet, and I don't know that it will get there. It will. It will. I mean, if given given enough time, anything can get better. But um, in this case, I I don't know if NBC will give it enough time to get better. So, yeah. or, or if it can if it can be good enough that it'll continue to maintain people's interest and have a few more people join in. You know, if it if it can, kind of stays like this, I see sort of a tick up last week as like a fluke. Yeah. Like I, I see more potential for it to tick down uh, over the next uh, few episodes, and uh, unless you know, because I don't, I just don't see anything happening in this show where people that are watching it are all of a sudden going to go, "Oh my god, that last episode was amazing," or you know, something where it sort of breaks out into where people are sort of talking about it. There's, there's nothing happening on this show that's making. You know anybody other than you know maybe somebody that decided to cover the show from the beginning? <laughs> it's just press people watching. Say anything? <laughs> well, you know it's you know some. I'm sure there's plenty of bloggers or podcasters or whatever that when they saw the show, they started you know a podcast about it or a blog about it or or they started covering the show for their blog or for some press site or something and. They're, gonna, they're, they're regretting continue, they ever did. <laughs> or they're going to continue to do that because they started. Uh, but there's nothing – there doesn't seem to be, even with that type of stuff, something that's like breaking out into where you sort of hear about it, where you hear about things from other shows in your Twitter stream or Facebook or wherever. It's just sort of like these things tend to – there's nothing percolating to the top. <laughs> no, no, there there, there isn't. I mean, I, I I think that um, it needs something more. Um, I don't want to rag on the actor because I don't think it's his fault. But I think his he's too boyish for the character. Uh, he's not really manly the way you would think. You know, he's not like, oh, I am a man. I am, uh, you know, Jared Padalecki or what's his name that <laughs> Dean on it. And like, you know, it's like. I feel like you need to have a man in this role versus have a, a, a young, young boy. Like, and I feel like that's kind of like the vibe he has is too boyish, not, not serious enough. And I don't believe him. I don't believe he's, he's this dark. You don't, it, you don't feel like he's actually been around a lot, a long enough no. to, to have experienced all the things that have, uh, that, no. you know, that he's dealing with, you know, that's supposed to make him this, you know, the way that he is. 
Nah, he's too he's too hipstery for me. Not really doing it. But you know, I'm ready to be proven wrong. <laughs> yeah. Ready to be proven wrong. Well, you know, they could always change it up again <laughs> or something, you know, who knows, but but uh they're what well, although they've already I I guess they're in the process of filming the 13th episode, so it's uh, kind of a wrap. So, but that's the thing is like to do a season where you're you're doing the season and you get as you're doing the 13th episode you find out that this is going to be the last episode of this season. So I have a feeling that this season even if it gets another season it's not going to really flow in such a way <laughs> that it feels like 13th episode is while well, you know a little past the midpoint of a 22 episode season. It's usually sort of the mid-season point, uh, you know, and not necessarily. I, I, I'm assuming that they were arcing the story to have something happen here where you pick back up. There's with, a big bad, yeah. you know, with nine more episodes, not with uh, maybe the next season. And uh, so I don't know. It's it, if it doesn't get another season, I have a feeling it's going to be like a weird 13 episodes that doesn't, you know, it just ends you know kind of so they didn't you know they didn't it would have been more interesting to just say we're just going to do 13 episodes arcus a 13 episode season uh, to begin with uh that would have been you know and then we'll see about a, a season two because then you know you get something like a sleepy hollow last year that has a really pretty decent arc because they knew that's all they were doing they knew they weren't going to get a back nine so they were arcing it towards giving you some sort of a story, but then leaving it open to do more. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they had some kind of inkling that they weren't going to get a back <laughs> <Yeah>. nut <laughs> and they wrote it to an end. <laughs> you get that, uh, or, or by they you get that, like, uh, they, maybe they film like a, an alternate five minute ending. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, believe me, I think every show should film an alternate five minute ending for every season, and just if they in decide case. They're actually going to cancel it by the time the thirteenth episode airs. They just tack that on instead of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough about uh, Constantine. Uh, I think we all agree. We wish it was. We wish it was better. Uh, and uh, we'll move on to the last show on the primetime list, which is the sort of fall finale of Gotham season one, episode 10 uh, Lovecraft. God, <laughs> and, uh, man, I have to say like the, you know, the show was, you know, I thought it was interesting to begin with and there was some interesting stuff, but it was like, okay. But then all of a sudden they, you know, they had a stretch of where there was, you know, kind of some good episodes and you're like, okay, and then, like, the last couple episodes here, and then this is the episode that you end on where you're going to be off for, like, six weeks or something. I was like, this was a, this seemed like a huge disappointment in an episode for being the, like, mid-season break. Uh, what did uh, you think, uh, Americ? Uh, um, <laughs> you know what? I, I, have, I have this entire rant on it. I'm just going to let Kyle go. Okay. All right, Kyle, before we, we get all ranty... <laughs> Okay, so I was ready to give up on the show, and then, like you said, there was a stretch of really good episodes that I actually started to to really enjoy the show. I think my only the only thing I still don't like about the show is um, 
what's her name overacting like i can't stand her character fish mooney i can't stand that character she doesn't seem like she belongs and actually like i think it was the previous episode they did some weird like cartoony music when the penguin was in scene it just seemed so out of place with the rest of the show but um, i don't know it just feels like she's doing an homage to like eartha kit oh definitely yes (laughs) they should have just made her selena kyle or something and it would have been fine like <laughs> but i it just feels so out of place her character um i i mean i didn't i i mean i i i guess i'm enjoying it more than you guys like which is surprising because it's like a dark comic booky show which that's why i don't really care for arrow that much because it's that dark gothic uh type of uh show but i mean I, I like what they've been doing i don't know if i necessarily care so much about this whole friendship between selena and bruce as much but it was nice seeing alfred he finally had like some humorous mm-hmm. stuff to him which he felt more like the michael kane when he started making some jokes uh it was something about like oh if i get shot like or if you get killed who would hire a butler now anymore these days or something like that so i mean i like that we finally get to see that humorous side and we also got to see him like fight off three intruders <laughs> single-handedly so i mean i i like he that character's growing on me where i didn't really care for him at the beginning yeah i liked what we've seen from him in the last few episodes like him letting helping him to like beat up the bully and uh and then you know starting to train him a little bit and then like you said in this episode getting to see that he actually is kind of a badass <laughs> he's just uh, He's just the, but you know, he's not just the butler, but uh, you know, where like the the one guy was like, you know, he's pretty pretty good for a valet, and he's like, uh, I'm I'm a butler. I know that was that was so I weird. I did like I have to say I did like that element of this episode, but overall I didn't uh, uh, care so much for the episode. Uh, I not necessarily as an episode, but as the fall finale, sort of the end of the first stint of episodes where you now have to wait a while uh, before you get any more. It just didn't seem like uh, all that great of a, of a, of a place to end. Uh, but uh, before uh, Americ goes on his uh, Gotham rant, <laughs> just, uh, the, the thing that really just, the, the main thing that bugs me about this is the, the continually having to just whack you over the head with, uh, this is going to be Catwoman. This is going to be so and so. Like, uh, like every time Selena goes to get a snack, she gets a bottle of milk. You know, type of thing. You're just like I actually oh. never noticed that when I was watching like, it. <laughs> like, like it, every it's like every little thing is just like it just like screams out at you. You know, it's it's not subtle uh, about you know. And then like the the introduction of Harvey Dent. They could have oh. just left it at the flipping of the coin. Oh, God. They didn't also have to have him like lose his mind, lose his for mind, no like that he that he's sort of like a dual personality, oh, <laughs> that he God. has anger issues, and that apparently you know down the road he's going to have an accident, and that's just going to draw these two sides out, <laughs> you oh, know, my completely God. type of thing. They just had to like just you could have just left it at the coin, and it don't don't you think that like over time. Like, uh, after the introduction of this character, it would have been more interesting to watch... The, the evolution that, of that? Yeah, that, that sort of that sort of other side, like, come out based on just the city and and 
and not just like have to, you know, again, whack you over the head and, hey, this is going to be Two-Face. <laughs> Look, oh, he yeah. has anger issues. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's the thing. And this is – okay. So I don't want to start – I don't want to be too ranty. I agree with a, a lot a lot of what you guys are saying. There's some really good stuff. There's some really good moments. But, I, Jason, I think you nailed it. They're not subtle. I mean, they're not subtle at all. And the, here's the worst part, right? If you really think about it, they're literally handed a silver platter. It's like, here are established characters. Here's where they're going to end up. Now you have the opportunity to have a novel take an original approach, a subtle approach. On how they get on, there. <laughs> on how they get there. Instead, you're going to do what essentially you would expect a network show to do, which is not be subtle which is completely be obvious and have the most dumbass storylines ever. I mean, Barbara is like the worst character on TV right now. Yeah. I, 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 I don't even I get that character. That. Like I despise like, her. at first she's like, uh, I'm not, I, you know, here, get out of town so that I know that you're safe. And then she's like, no, I need, I tried to help. But then that is such a cluster, a, a, such a, becomes such a problem for her that, you know, she gets taken and, now she's completely rattled, so she goes, well, now I am leaving. But then in the very next episode, she's in bed with the other female cop that she used to date. And you're like, but doesn't she live in Gotham? Like, I thought you yeah. were getting out of town and like, no. you were and leaving is... the area. You just left the apartment. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. So this is just a symptom of the lazy sort of approach that they're taking to it because because they have these established character. All they have to do is say, well, we have Catwoman. Let's get a scene where she has milk. Uh, okay, where well, we have Harvey Dent. Let's get a scene where we kind of see his anger. Oh, we have um, – uh, what's his name? The, um, the Riddler. Oh, let's get him in a scene where he's saying some weird stuff so we know that he's doing riddles. I mean it's just so <laughs> so on the nose that it's hurting my nose. Like literally <laughs> yeah. stop punching me in the face with these – not subtle approaches. They say you have amazing characters. Be subtle about it. Be intelligent about it. Because let me be let me be clear, you're not winning any awards with any of it. Yeah. Not the story right, not I mean, the storytelling, not the acting, none of it. It's just so sad. Even right now, they've they're basically just calling Cobblepot Penguin. Like yeah. almost <laughs> there's like almost no uh it, I mean, it was fine, like, okay, if they mentioned it, like, one time in the first episode, I get it, you know, but it would have been more interesting to just have the character, I think it's more interesting to have that sort of character, and then at some point in time go, hey, that's probably going to be the Penguin, like, he seems to have the mannerisms and, and what have you. But I feel like that character is is the best character. It's the the best character on there, but it's still, like... Instead of just in that first episode, I think in the second episode they called him Penguin. Uh, you know, the the episode where he gets picked up by the, you know, he's hitchhiking and he gets picked up. Somebody calls him Penguin and he freaks out on them. It's just like we get it. Like, well, like even he, he's even, going even to be the Penguin. Just shut up now. Well, even like when Selena met uh, uh, Bruce, she's like, "Oh, call me Cat." 
Like, I feel like every character after they say a line should turn to the camera and wink. And that would, like, then, oh, I know what you are. It's it's totally sure. Like, every every time they they do one of those lines, they should break the fourth wall and just, like, turn to the thing and go, this is Catwoman. Did you notice? Or or just pop up one of those pow and just say wink on it. And so that you know. Or, or like, like Catwoman. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, but that's one of those that, uh, I mean, you could sort of get from the way that, you know, she cl- climbs around and, and whatnot that maybe she would get the nickname cat, but it's one of those things that every time she introduces yourself, you're like, how does Selena Kyle become cat? Like, where is the, where did that nickname come from? And it would be more interesting if like when she was with like the other street kids or something like that, if if they just called her cat without her having to say, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I go by cat every time. Like if it was just used occasionally or something, uh, it, it would, it would make more sense, but it just feels like they had another one. It's just like another one of those things that they had to uh, throw out there. Like, of course, in the first episode, what is she stealing milk? <laughs> and what is she stealing it for to give to some cats? Like, that's like right <laughs> in the first episode. And then she's like, introduced her have to introduce herself as cat like three or four more times since then yeah but my biggest pet peeve with with them is that they are ruining their their episode titles like it's not even funny so (laughs) they'll they'll call it episode two selena kyle she's there for two minutes and then you have episode four arkham barely talk about arkham we actually talk about arkham later on and then you have episode uh, nine harvey dent who is barely in an episode titled Harvey Dent. I mean, you and Lovecraft, yeah. oh my, that's my favorite. Lovecraft, Lovecraft is just five minutes, he dies, right? <laughs> and I'm like, why did you title this they episode Lovecraft, Lovecraft? Because apparently that's who they were looking for that episode oh my, or something. Oh my God. Yeah, the titles are not, uh, yeah, they're, they're not the greatest for... Yeah, if you actually see a title, you definitely think, "Oh, we're gonna get uh, you know a Harvey Dent centric episode." But no, we just get a brief introduction, and even in that brief introduction, they go too far. <laughs> you know, like even in just the couple minutes that he's on there, they you know they whack you over the head with who this is gonna be. Yeah, there's at times there's at times there's episodes where when the music comes up and the Gotham comes up at the end of it, you're like, you know, you sort of get like where that mute you know that with that music coming up you're like yeah that was a that was a good episode i'm like ready for the next one and then other times you're just like that comes up and you're just like uh no you're trying to trick me and make me think that it was <laughs> that it's better than you. it was i won't believe you yeah uh it's uh yeah it's it's been very uh very up and down i hope in the second half of the season they can you know, a little more subtle. It's like it's like the show is on. You've gotten it picked up for the full season. Now let's just do some interesting character stuff without having to actually uh, just throw it in our face all the time. Yeah, can can you please just actually try to write this like you like writing and you're enjoying this? And there's because there's even other stuff about the show where while there's not the full on you know like comic booky penguin and joker and those type of bad guys if the police station is already bought off enough 
that they that somebody can just come into the police station and tell all the cops to leave mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're going to kill one of your fellow officers. It yeah. seems like the city's already bad enough to need Batman. Like <laughs> it seems like the city should be bad. And over the course of it, we watch Jim Gordon try and fight the good fight and have some wins, but over time things just get worse. And a lot of the people that he's, you know, caught or put away, go to Arkham and get even worse. And then, and you know, that type of thing, but it, it the city already seems pretty bad. <laughs> you know, like it seems, yeah. seems like it's too bad off already uh, where I do sort of like the idea of the cop show set within this like world that they're trying to create. I think it's very interesting, but it's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a roller coaster with like too many, not enough ups, too many downs. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That'll do it for the primetime segment, and we'll move on to a primetime preview where we're going to take a little look at uh, The Mentalist. Uh, Season 7, Episode 1, Nothing But Blue Skies is the season premiere. Uh, Premieres, uh, what is it, uh, Sunday, November 30th, and it'll play on Sundays for a few weeks while... Is it playing in the Good Wife slot, or... Or the CSI slots. I think it's playing in the Good Wife slot. I think it's slot. playing in the Good Wife slot. It plays there for a few weeks, and then when the Good Wife comes back, the Mentalist is going to move to uh, a different time to finish out its uh, final season, or at least final season on CBS. Uh, but I don't know. I think Before like, Netflix I, picks it up. <laughs> I think likely final season. Oh, it's the final uh, season. But uh, yeah. no matter how much the creator wants to hint at of course, if that's like a given. <laughs> if any other network would like to pick this up, it could go. We could make more of it. Well, that's a given. But I'm pretty sure no other network at this point, seven seasons in, is going to want to pick up this show. It just uh, seems highly unlikely that that would happen. But, uh, anyways, uh, I guess we could do. Uh, we'll start uh, with you, uh, America, Mister uh, M- Mentalisto, <laughs> and. Uh, Sort of, uh, we could do a little uh, spoiler-free preview. Uh, I don't know how many uh, how many of the episodes of the that are out there for preview did you watch? All of them. Yes. <laughs> I only watched. I only watched the first one. I watched. I watched the first one, and then I was like, "I'll watch the next one. I'll watch the next one." And I watched all three. And there you go. <laughs> no, I, I. You know what? I. I. Obviously, this starts out like a couple of weeks after the season finale. Um, so there's still some fresh moments going on. So a lot of the fans of the the Jisbin relationship are going to be very excited. Um, I, I do like the fact that this is actually going to feel a lot more like um, season one, <laughs> oddly enough, <laughs> uh, because there's going to be some... I feel like it's, it's there's some classic throwback and there's also introduction of a new character to whom we must explain, you know, who, you know, Jane is. And it's kind of interesting that we have to explain who that Jane is in season seven. But I, I think it was an interesting it's an interesting setup. Um, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was it was definitely good. And I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Yeah, I did, too. I mean, I think uh, evidenced by that. I watched all three instead of just the first one since they were available. Uh, I yeah, it does. It does feel 
even though like last season felt like a bit of a reboot, this feels like a little bit of of sort of starting over uh, a little bit where, yeah, they have, you know, one of the characters from last season is gone and uh, uh, and there's a new agent assigned to the team. Uh, but like a new new agent, like right out of uh, Quantico, so they're going to be dealing with the you know a newbie agent. But then, like you said, having to basically introduce her to how Jane works, so it's like reintroducing everybody to like how things how things happen. And uh, so you know that was kind of interesting. And they bring back you know in a in a future episode, there's a character that reappears that. Uh, you know, Jane and Lisbon had have to deal with before, you know, from previous seasons. So that made it, you know, sort of feel like a throwback to earlier seasons. And, uh, but yeah, I, you know, if you like the show, there's nothing here that is, you're not going to like, you know, for sure. Uh, and especially if you have been a Jisbet fan all along, uh, you're going to like the, you know, the little moments here and there that they give, uh, uh that they give that relationship, uh, uh, going forward, and I, I like the sort of the uh, their boss where he's like, "Where's uh, Jane and Lisbon?" It's like uh, I think Jane went for a walk, or 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 he's reading uh, some file that I got him. And where's Lisbon? Uh, she went for a walk. He's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> sure they did." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> See, I think I think this show is like the opposite of Elementary, where they can sort of change up the relationship between these two. But it's actually just as fun and just as good as it always was. It's not like, like even though now they sort of they're involved with one another, like it doesn't change that fun relationship that they always had in the earlier seasons. Well, like, in that respect, they're it's it's sort of bones like, in that uh, it's late in the show when the two lead characters get together, and but yet the show still maintains what uh what was good about it even though they've changed up some of the uh you know some of the side characters here in the last couple seasons and uh but i yeah. i thought there was uh it's it's not really a, you know a spoiler but it's i thought there was an interesting line in the episode where lisbeth tells jane you know it's like okay you can tell me you don't have to wait until you think i need to know it you, you can tell me now, which I thought was an interesting sort of bit on basically how the show has worked all this time was it, it worked in such a way that he never told her what he was doing because it it sort of kept them out of being able to get in trouble because they didn't know what he was doing uh, type of thing. But it also worked for the show in that you could always have a big reveal. You, at you the end. Have, yeah, <laughs> you, you, did, you weren't quite sure what he was doing along the way. Uh, but I just thought that they sort of like put that out there. She was like, "Okay, we're kind of together now. You don't have to wait until until later on uh, to to let me know what's going down. You can let yeah. me in now." No, I I like the fact um, that that relationship is seems more honest, authentic, and there's less of that will they will they or won't they approach to it. But one thing that I miss and I'm, and I'm, I'm never going to really get over because um, I'm kind of like an old school like that. Like the whole Red John thing is, is still – I'll never really get over it. I, I, I mean I, I, I know it's done. I know it's not coming back. There's no hope. 
but I sort of missed that dark vibe that the show had because of that that part of the storyline. So it's not there anymore, and I that's the part I'm still missing. I missed it last season, and and I thought I would get over it, but man. I'm stuck in my ways. Oh, I was so I thought that went on way too long. I was ready for the Red John stuff to be done season one or two. Well, oh it, no, no. I'm it, I'm okay with the Red John stuff being done. I just <laughs> thought it had a dark element to the show yeah. that's not there anymore. Yeah, they weren't able to a lot of times shows like this try to replace it with a new uh sort of thing like like in Castle, uh they you know, it's a lot it's been a lot of uh what really happened to Beckett's mother and they've mostly solved that you know in the in the past few seasons and so they opened up this season with you know Castle disappears and you don't know why he's disappeared and so they've they've replaced the sort of overall uh you know Beckett mother mystery with uh, what happened to Castle and why did he disappear and not want anybody you know what was he doing and why does he not remember They've replaced it with some other. This was something that they they didn't do. They kind of rebooted the show and they kept the mystery type element, but they never really created any type of new overarching yeah. uh, storyline. And it doesn't really feel like they've done that here into the you know into the final season either. But uh, yeah. you know, three episodes in. Uh, but I, I think it might be more of like a. Uh, uh, you know, like a mentalist greatest hits. You're, they're they're just like taking this final season, and they're gonna characters are gonna reappear, and and things that you know that have happened in the past might come back up and stuff. And uh, except Red John, <laughs> well, except, except, <laughs> that'll be that'll be the thirteenth episode. I think it should have. I think that should have ended like way sooner, and then, but like once it went. As far as it did, it almost seemed like something that they should have just kept. Uh, that uh, once you once you had kept it for five, would it have really been that big a deal to keep it through the end of a seventh season, <laughs> where that's where the show is going to end up ending? Yeah, uh, it, it's it's almost like they they took it too far and then ended it too soon. <laughs> they took it too far and ended it too soon. I like that. <laughs> The series finale will just be Jane walks into a room and all of a sudden there's going to be one of the smiley faces on the wall. <laughs> and, <that's gonna> be, <laughs> and we're just going to be stuck with that. <laughs> no, I kind of, that would be kind of awesome, though. <laughs> like, like, I'm not wishing for that, but that would be kind of awesome. Lisbon will be dead on the bed and there'll be one of those. <laughs> oh my god, you just oh, went, come you on. Just went even farther. <laughs> you went extra dark there. <laughs> you said you wanted dark. You missed it. No, but you went too far. <laughs> he said that hint of darkness. That yes. oh, okay. Yes. You gave it a dark cliff, like not, not just an edge. <laughs> where, you know, where, where, yeah, it's like a. You never go full dark. <laughs> never go full dark. So I shouldn't say it was their wedding night between Lisbon. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, like, people would die, man. That's, that's not even funny. <laughs> like, there would be riots in the streets. Oh man, that would be Yeah, I think that's that's 180 degrees from where they're going to end things. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like they're really going to end a, a little more 
on a happier note for longtime fans of the show. That would really be <laughs> the ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the seven seasons. Netflix, Everybody dies. <laughs> Netflix would have to step in at that point and do something. Or they could, you know, they could just you know, completely throw it on its head and Lisbon walks in and Jane's dead on the bed. Oh, my God, you guys. <laughs> we're, we're killing America with <laughs> no. potential dark no. endings to the, to the mentalist. I shouldn't have said anything. But now, that, but now that those are out there, you know, it'll be so much more positive than that. Uh, it'll, be, <laughs> it'll be super happy. Super happy. All right. That's a. Uh, that's the preview of uh, of the Mentalist. If you, uh, like I said, if you if you've enjoyed the show in the past, uh, I think uh, you will enjoy its final season, as at least the first three episodes are, you know, give you a lot of what uh, what you like about the show. And uh, we'll move on to some TV recommendations. Uh, first up, uh, mine is uh, Sliders. I was uh, looking through the, you know, what's coming out on DVD over the next few weeks and uh, saw Sliders. Uh, the complete series comes out. Uh, while I really like sliders, based on what the complete series is priced at, I do not recommend getting that because you can <laughs> buy because you can buy like all five seasons for like less than half of what they're selling. The yeah, it makes it. I don't understand the point of the re-release. It, it seems because yeah. <laughs> there's not. Well, that's the thing is there's not any extra extras. It's just the extras that came with previous series, you know, season series are there. Uh, it, it almost seems like it's just like uh, there's like a price error on Amazon, <laughs> like that it it should have like a much bigger discount or something. It seems very odd that you can go to Amazon and buy the all five seasons for around like 60 or 70 bucks. But like the complete series set is like 150 bucks. It doesn't uh, the, the universal when their stuff first comes out. It's all priced super high, so it doesn't surprise me that it'll drop. It'll drop quickly, but it makes no sense. So unless that drops, uh, but then I can't really recommend the last couple seasons when it moved to sci-fi. But I did really enjoy uh, the first few seasons, and uh, uh, the the whole idea of the show was uh, you know Jerry O'Connell's character. It, it develops this portal to alternate. You know, basically uh, alternate parallel like Earth, and uh, and you never know what you're going to find uh, when you get to into one of those. But so, you know, something happens where they end up having to travel through these, and they end up with a limited time in each world that they're on before they have to get back to that uh, that portal opens up again, and they can leave because if they don't, then they get stuck in not the world that they came from and uh, they're trying to hopefully figure out a way to get back uh, to where they came from but they do a lot of interesting things within these parallel universe type things of uh you know sort of what hap- what would have happened if at this time period like say Germany won in World War 2 and you know what would the what would be the world like be like now and yeah, it's- really good show various types of things like that that they they delved into interesting topics within the adventure of the series and uh, especially the first i can definitely highly recommend the first uh couple seasons two three seasons uh but yeah so that's uh that's my pick uh this uh this week what about you americ 
My pick is actually a um, show that just finished its first season. It's called Survivor's Remorse on Stars. Uh, I actually don't know anyone who has stars except me. Um, <laughs> but um, I cannot recommend that show enough. It's a half-hour comedy. Uh, it's kind of like entourage, but instead of it being in the Hollywood industry, Hollywood industry is more like in the basketball sports related industry. And I'm not a sports guy, so has nothing to do with that. It is just literally one of the best written comedies on TV. My favorite comedy of all year. And uh, they actually just finished season one. They already ordered season two. Um, that's obviously coming next year. Absolutely worth watching. If you haven't watched it, uh, you know, get right into it. Yeah. If, uh, you know, if you have stars, you can. I'm sure you can find it on demand and uh, whatnot. And at some point, it'll. I'm sure it'll be out on uh, DVD. It was. Yeah, it was actually. I I haven't watched uh, uh, too much of it, but uh, I did enjoy the the first couple episodes. It just was one of those shows that was like, you know, there's too many things on, and I wasn't able to. It's one of those shows that since it's on the premium cable and it's going to be pretty much available on demand for a long period of time, you can sort of let it back up while you watch things off the DVR to clear space for other things because you know you can kind of get to it at any time. But yeah, a very good show. It's sort of the interesting sort of take on, you know, kid from, you know, that didn't come from much that, you know, got his first big NBA type uh, contract, you know, and uh, what what him having to deal with friends and family and and, you know, what life has become after uh, after that type of deal. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of like, and I, I know, I know I always bring up the entourage thing, but it's kind of like Vince, uh, you know, having his, his posse with him and his friends and his family. It's, it's similar. It's a similar setup here. And my, my initial, I was reluctant to watch the show, but Sandrine really told me that I would love it. And she was right because I thought it was going to be one of those stereotypical shows, um, kind of like Empire, which I'm not looking forward to on Fox. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm not watching that. But I was absolutely wrong. Definitely worth watching. All right. And how about you, Kyle? Uh, so for me, I picked uh, The Strain Season 1, which uh, comes out on DVD and Blu-ray uh, on Tuesday, December 2nd. It's a um, it's based off of the first book in the trilogy of uh, The Strain novels. And it's a vampire story. I just it it just aired recently on FX, and I thoroughly enjoyed this show. It, I mean, it's a bit campy and over the top at times, but like every episode always ended with some like uh, like suspenseful, like oh, what's going to happen next? And you really wanted to watch like the next episode, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it just amped up the uh, suspense and the action and the and the gore as it went along. I, I'm looking forward to rewatching it once it comes out on on Blu-ray, um, but I mean it's it is the first book in the trilogy, so don't expect uh, a big resolution at the end of season one. Yeah, it's the it's the first book is it's based on the first book of a trilogy, but it's also the first season of what is going to be five seasons of a TV show. <laughs> should yeah, it, should it actually uh, go as long as they're planning? They're planning on turning the three books into five seasons, so. I still haven't quite finished it, but uh, I was enjoying it when I was watching it. I still have a few episodes left on the DVR that I've been trying to. <laughs> it's like you ran up against the fall season, and all of a sudden, I still have like a handful of episodes of a couple of summer shows that are like still sitting there, taking up space on the DVR. 
All right. Those are our uh, recommendations. Uh, you'll be able to find links to those in the uh, show notes. Uh, those are, well, for things that are available, those are affiliate links, uh, which uh, if you use those links to, to buy those or other things at Amazon, uh, it helps us pay for things like uh, hosting the podcast and and that. And also here coming up on, uh, since it's the uh, Christmas season, if you're going to be doing any Christmas shopping at Amazon and you'd like to help us out, you can just go to tvtimes3.com slash Amazon and that'll take you directly to Amazon's, but Amazon's page and you'll get the same deals you had got if you'd gone there directly, but we'll get a small percentage sort of uh, sent back our way for uh, recommending the sale. So uh, that would be that'd be great. But uh, with that, we'll move on to listener feedback a little bit. And uh, this month, we'd like to thank uh, Dennis Glasgow, Stephen Bergen, uh, Scarlett Breeden, uh, Weedonopolis, and uh, Sarah Guest for uh, joining us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at TV Times 3. And uh, if you've got, uh, it's also a good spot to, if you've got any questions or something you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, you can always hit us up there. As uh, Carl did uh, at My Vogue and Poetry, he uh, sent us uh, in a message uh, last, uh, last week about episode 251 in our talk about the 100 that he really enjoyed. And, uh, so much so that he would like to see that be like a regular segment on the show. And uh, that's the, I, I would like to do sort of short of shows that, uh, uh, that would become regular segments. And some of them, you know, some shows do based on that. A lot of people are watching them, but based on the way the show is these days, since it's not the same people on the podcast every week and you're never quite sure what everybody is watching. And uh, we try and pick shows that everybody of the th of myself and the two guests are watching uh, to be able to discuss things like uh, the hundred don't always uh, don't always make the list. Uh, I wish more people were watching it too because it's <laughs> it's a really good show. Uh, but uh, we'll definitely Carl will definitely try to uh, get that one on the list again because uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying this second season and uh, would love to talk about that. Uh, uh, that more and uh, with that uh, you can find uh, links uh, to the uh, stories uh, that we talked about as well as as I mentioned the uh, recommendations and also where you can find Americ and Kyle online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 252 uh, next week Amory will be at, back with me and our guest will be Kevin Batchelder uh, from the uh, Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV and the Aero Squad podcasts and uh, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And thank you, Americ and Kyle, for joining me on episode 252. Thank you for having thanks me. Thanks for having us. Uh, thanks for being hat. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. All right. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of...